Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Every week you go into a, a game with an overall plan, right, of, hey, this is how we feel like we need to play, how we feel like we need to manage the game. This is how we play, but within this game, let's be mindful of these areas. And then we put together a plan that bakes all that together. Um, and you don't want to put clamps on a situation where you're saying, hey, don't throw it down the field. It's play the game and play free and, and go for it. And I think that's, again, a mindset that our team really embraced down the stretch of prepare your tail off, mentally go for it, and coach to win, play to win. That's what I want. That's what we want. And that's what happened through the course of the last six weeks. And that's, to me, a winner's mentality. And you have to have that most of the time before you get the results you're looking for. Bills head coach Sean McDermott. Shorter, I think what he's saying there is uh, trust the process, right? Yeah. You have to have a winner's Pretty mentality much. before you win. Okay. They haven't won. No. Well, so, no. Uh, good morning, Jeremy and Joe. Happy Wednesday. It's uh, January 24th. Really feels like the off season today. Yeah. We'd be, we'd be previewing the Ravens. We would. Right now. Which I tend to think they wouldn't have won that game anyway, but, I mean, you never know. They could have. Ravens beat. They are the opposite of the uh, Dolphins for this, where all year everyone said the Dolphins couldn't beat a good team, and the Ravens, everybody, know, like have seen them beat good teams and done it by a lot. They've beaten winning record teams by 14 nine times this year. Nine times. Nine double-digit wins over winning teams. Yeah. Here's a question for Bill's Mafia, and then I've got some Saber stuff for you. You know what? I tease the Sabres stuff. I'm going to do that first. And we got a caller on the Sabres, too, John and Marilla. Before we get to John, here's the list. Okay, sorry. I teased this. I want to deliver it yeah. and get back to the Bills. So, hey, the Sabres lost again. I know. You're stunned, right? Like, yeah. The Ducks. The Ducks. This time they lost to the Ducks. Who are, like, the, th- the they're the third worst team in hockey this year. Yes. Yeah. One of the few teams worse than the Sabres, and they lost, and they were never really that competitive. It was 3 nothing. We got to 3-2. So I got up this morning and came in and thought, you know, let me take a look at what the Sabres have done since their trade of Jack Eichel. Because I allowed myself to get a little snarky, a mm-hmm. little bit, Joe. Once in a while, you good to you know, flex the snark muscles. And I got a little snarky this morning and simply made a comment that I remember. I'm old enough to remember when there was a good contingent of Sabres fans that thought that the reason they were losing and players were underperforming and everything was so terrible was because Jack Eichel was on the team. I remember that. Remember that. And then they traded him. And they added Alex Tuck and Peyton Krebs and another first and a second round pick. Okay, a dump and change. That's that's what that kind of, you know, hockey trades, that should be called a dump and change. You dump a guy and change what you're going to do with your entire organization and they dumped Jack Eichel, and they dumped Sam Reinhardt, and they traded even Rasmus Ristolainen, who was, you know, bad for a long time for them, and they got great value. So anyway, since the day they traded Jack Eichel, here are the pieces that the Sabres have acquired via trade. The same day they got Johnny Boychuk's rights, former Sabre Johnny Boychuk, 
Uh, Johnny Boychuk's rights, Ben Bishop's rights, Malcolm Subban, Jordan Greenway, Riley Stillman, Joseph Ciccone, Eric Robinson, two other guys I didn't bother for the character limits, the like AHL deals, a third, a fourth, a sixth, a seventh, and future considerations twice. That is the list of trade assets brought in since November of 2021. It is January 2024. Two and a half years. Johnny Boychuk, Malcolm Subban, Ben Bishop, Jordan Greenway, Riley Stillman, Joe Ciccone, Eric Robinson. Third, fourth, sixth, seventh picks, future considerations, twice. Now let's get to the free agents they've added in that same time period. You know you, you know free agency. You've heard of it. Silly season. Don't yep. want to spend too much. It's irresponsible. Yes. Can't build your team that way. Here's how they've added in free agency in the same time period. Devin Cooley, Dustin Tokarski, Connor Clifton, Eric Johnson, Michael Hauser, Riley Sheehan, Lawrence Pilot, Kale Clegg, Jeremy Davies, Chase Prisky, Ilya Labushkin, Eric Comrie, Michael Hauser, Mark Jankowski. Those are your holy. Those God. are those are your not just drafting people that your general manager and your Buffalo Sabers have acted on since the trade of Jack Eichel. The entire operation is draft and hope everything hits. They've done nothing else. Jordan Greenway's their big move in right, right. two and a half years. It's amazing. A third, fourth liner that scores like 10 goals a year, if you're lucky, is their big move. And Clifton is their big move. $3 million for a guy that was a bottom pair defenseman in Boston and was last supposed night to... can't even stand up right. straight. He's... And then, by the way, if you watch that play after he falls, he watches a pass go through his legs on a two-on-one. Connor Clifton is the new Colin Miller. Hey, a good organization has this depth defenseman who might oh, yeah. be actually pretty good. Let's sign him for $3 million, and then he's just not good. He doesn't play. When I remember to Miller's, he at least had like good analytics. He did. And I don't, he, I don't think then, Clifton did. And then they didn't play him. Right. <laughs> yeah. like, you know. But I don't even think Clifton had that. No. Anyway. Clifton and Greenway. I mean, some of those names. And, and I mean, Eric, really. Eric Johnson's at the top of this list, too. Eric like Johnson, Eric Johnson right. was like, oh, this is proof that people want to be here now. Look at that list. Eric Johnson was the latest in your these guys want to be here. He's 35. He actively hurts them in a lot of games. Well, how much of that is I, – I don't want to pass all of that, those lists off on this because I don't, I don't fully believe it. But how much of it is they truly don't have the ability to find people that want to be here. They're, they're, oh, there's no doubt about they, that. Because they don't exist. Do they not make the Jacob Chikrin trade because Chikrin laughs at them and says, what are you talking? You're the Buffalo Sabres. I'm, I mean, not, I'm did, not going there. He did go to Ottawa. Yeah, he did. Wasn't he from Ottawa? I might be, I might be wrong on that. Either way, like it doesn't have to even be that specific example. I'm sure they run into that. But you, you got to, man, you got to find your Jacob way around Chikrin it. Jacob Chikrin is from Florida. He's from Florida? He was, he's born, from, he was born in Boca Raton. He's definitely not from Ottawa. Maybe though. he didn't grow up there. Yeah. Again, I don't want to pass it all off on that. I'm sure they run into that, though. But, right, even Johnson, any proof that that's true? Give me a real player of substance that that comes here on his own initiative or doesn't block a trade. You're able to trade for a guy, and he doesn't, like, riot and say, I'm not, I'm not going there. Do something like that before I'm willing to say that anybody wants to be a part of this well, team. Well, the, 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 player the players you can do that with are... This is part of the problem with the Sabres and their history of inaction. Who can you get to come here? Answer, guys that don't have a choice. Yeah. And that's guys Prospects, on... Young players. Peyton Krebs. Or guys at the end of their career like Eric Johnson. Like, Tuck was a nice find because he loved the Sabres, but Peyton Krebs didn't have a choice. Right. He's on an he's on an entry-level deal. You had, during this period with Eichel, post-Eichel, with these trades of nothing and acquisitions and free agency of no consequence... You were stockpiled with first-round picks and prospects. Lots mm -hmm. of picks. You could trade two firsts for a guy in an RFA deal that you think is going to be a guy of the future. I mean, like Trevor Zegers is a name here. If, whatever. Sure. Jamie yeah. Drysdale did get traded out of Anaheim. He would have been a target for some teams maybe in an, in an Eichel deal. It's not even to go specifically. It's just a matter of what this represents, of course, is gross inaction. No actual attempt to get better. It's just have these players and hope it all grows right. Taylor Hall, Paul Texan, Taylor Hall, he was definitely pre-Jack Eichel. No, he was, yeah. Yeah, he was gone. This is, these, are, these are moves since the Eichel trade. 
Nothing. Yeah. It's wild. Eric Stahl that year, too. But that's like, it's again, pre- that's pre that's these, pre- are, these are players that were gone. Yeah. Yep. Since then. Like, this is the new attempt to get good. This is the new core of players and how do you surround them because even like the free agent list you broke down i don't need them going out and spending eight million dollars on some 29 year old but what i'd like to see them do is try to supplement their group with more proven commodities and i mean the the free agency part though is secondary the trade part is the real thing because they've got all of this i mean they've they've got all this money in the bank these prospects and these picks, and we all know there's not room for them all. We all know that if they all were to develop, which isn't going to happen, but if they all did, you couldn't fit more than like two of them. Right now, like your top six is already full, full or full. You've got no room already. Middlestat is a top six player, and when everybody's healthy and those top two lines are together, he's not even a part of it. So okay, Savoy. Let's say he turns into a great player. All right, where you're putting him? Kulik, where are you putting him? Roseanne, like all these guys that are developing right now, and you'd hope, you know, drive their improvement in future years. Where are you putting them? You're going to, no matter what, you have to make a two for one type of deal eventually, anyway. Like, there's no, there's no getting around that unless you let these, you know, assets kind of go to waste. So, there's been some opportunity, and they just, to this point, it's still not made the deal, and it makes it so that I don't know how much confidence you can have that when it's time to make that deal that they'll be able to pull the trigger. I mean, we don't have any evidence that they can pull the trigger on No, nothing other done than, it. than a dumper deal. Send away a good player and get pieces in return. And then, like, middle stat, there's that rumor from Kevin Weeks over the weekend and, like, what you do with him. Like, how, how, how confident should I be that they're going to get that right? Because he's a good player. And he's got control. If he doesn't want to be a Buffalo Sabre anymore, he's one now that can say, I don't have to do it. He could tell them this offseason what Sam Reinhart told them, which is, I'll only sign a one-year deal and then I'm going to UFA. So if that happens, what are they doing? Are they are they going to pile on more picks and prospects? They already have so many. Right. And if you're middle stat, what are your reasons to stay? It's because you know, maybe because you like the coach and like your teammates. Right. Is that about it? Are you confident the coach is going to stay? Do you stay with your teammates because it's worth losing? I mean, the guys that have left and left for reasons, I mean, do they do they check their phones every night? Like, let me see that score. Yeah. Anaheim, right? I mean, guys that leave, I got one guy that's leading the league in goal scoring. I mean, it's all gone and, well for all of them. Yeah, yeah, everybody that's left has had a good, positive result. Well, Reinhardt's right. He's got 34 goals, but he was in the finals last year, too. Everybody. Like, I mean, all the way down to, like, Evan Rodriguez, who wanted out. Things have gone fine for him. Yeah. Everybody's fine when they leave. I think Ristolainen's the one guy it hasn't gone great for. He got a contract. He, <laughs> he, got, get, he got a and contract. And his team is but, good this year. Yeah, but he's like not even playing. He's he's bad. Um, but no right. Yeah, why why wouldn't you want out? Leonard left and almost won the Vesna. <laughs> Olmark. I think Bogosian won the cup. Yeah. That really dry, that really twists the knife too, doesn't it, for Sabre fans? Bogosian. It's not only that. You know, that group didn't work. It's every single one of them has left and won. And, what and a- won big. Yeah. Eichel Cup, O'Reilly Cup, Reinhardt Finals, Bogosian Cup, Leonard Vesna, and he went on deep playoff runs. Like, Allmark Vesna. Uh, Vander Kane went, uh, like, won probably, like, I think five playoff series between San Jose and Edmonton. Leonard got a cup, too. Right, Allmark won the Vesna. Leonard was on that Vegas team, wasn't he? He didn't play all year though, so I don't know if he he qualifies. But either way, you're right. Like the point is, he's he's won too. Like they've all done great. It's, Rodriguez. <laughs> it's guys just had career success and done it's fine. Brutal. Brandon Montour. Well, and you said another this, one. You did said you, did this, you say him? Sorry if I if Brandon I Montour. No, I didn't say him. He's on that Florida team, and he's like a point a game guy. And he was in the finals last year too. Or he, was, um, he was at least well. Two what years is ago? What you said this before? about coaching versus players, just look at how it's gone for all of them since they've left. And, and you can look back and say, okay, who was it more on? Because all of those Sabre players went somewhere else and won. All of those coaches the Sabres had, Housley, Bilesma, uh, Kruger, you know, whoever, they, Ted Nolan, none of, them, none of them get another job. None of them are qualified to get another job in Nolan the Nolan did, right? What? Get another well, job. not after the tank. Yeah. 
Are you sure about that? Housley's no, he definitely didn't. Okay. Housley's in Nashville, I but not as but like not as a head assi- coach. No, he's like an assistant. But none of them get head coaching jobs after. Yet all the players are put in big important roles and they win. Yeah. From from those teams that failed in the in between. Now this doesn't matter to right now, but it all comes back to, you know, just wanting to see a pulse and some action. Yep. Montour, not a point-per-game player. He did a 73 last year, which is pretty good. I mean, for a defenseman, that's yeah, know, it's pretty yeah. pretty damn good. John and Marilla. Hey, John, good morning. Hey, guys, how you doing? Just uh, pretty much nailed everything I wanted to talk to you about. But uh, who, who better to forget it? Who you know? What's the first thing that's going to happen after this road trip? They need to come home at least two and one. Anything less, is it the general manager that gets moved? The head coach, the assistant coaches. Um, do you send the captain to Rochester? Uh, what 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 do you think they're going to do after this road trip, going into the All Star break? That's going to change something. Like you said, we've been stuck in inactivity forever, and and you know we've got great players. He's playing them all in the wrong spots. Yeah, you know. Oh, what would you do? You know, you don't have Peyton Krebs playing in between two guys who can't really play the game anymore and he's getting lost uh benson is a great player he shouldn't be up here right now uh you know you need to get someone to play in that wing you know you got thompson skinner talk paterka middlestead and that guy for benson you put krebs with cousins and quinn greenway gergensen and robinson and you go okay that's what something's got to change here well well i I, that's the thing about I wouldn't expect anything to change. I expect them to come back from the road trip. Maybe they do go two and one. Uh, they've got the Kings, and then is it the Oilers? The, sh- the Sharks. 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 So they're yeah. playing two of the three worst teams in the sport, and they already lost to one of the worst. King Kings are good. They're no, in a playoff they're they're play spot. Right. Two of the three are the Sharks and the Ducks. Although I did just look, the Kings have only have lost eight of their last ten, um, but they're still in the playoff spot. Um, hey, Krebs made a comment yesterday. He, he's he's a little interesting for this. Not that interesting, but he said yesterday that he still believes I have the I, I have elite offensive ability in me. Like I have skill, and he has been placed in a fourth line center role for two seasons in a row now. And I, I'm not saying that he needs to be higher in the lineup necessarily, but what is that a little bit of evidence of? That was that was another team's top prospect. Right, he was the Golden Knights' number one prospect. Mm-hmm. He was a first round pick because of his skill, and said to be an, an elite passer. Right. of the puck, it's too crowded already, and he can't play. He's behind. He's a centerman behind Thompson, Cousins, and, and Middlestat. There's no path for him to ever become a scorer on this team. You've got more guys coming. This is another example of why a two for one trade, a three for one trade, is just you got at some point. Where is it? That's a guy at the bottom of your lineup. I don't. Maybe he doesn't have the ability to be a player higher in the lineup, but he still thinks so, and he was drafted like it. And the Golden Knights certainly valued him that way. But here he's a fourth line center, right? If I could make like a fantasy football comparison, you probably know how this works, right? Like, let's say you're playing dynasty and you have, you've been on the wide receiver train, yeah. And you have thirteen wide receivers, okay. But yeah. your wide receiver dynasty ranks of the guys you have are wide receiver. 27 28 29 30 31 32 33 34 uh-huh. it's like congratulations right we're trade da- we a couple <laughs> trade four of those guys for wide receiver three right like you that's can't, that's that's a good that's you a really can't good one. play yeah. them all and with all of these forwards you don't even have any spaces anymore let's draft a million prospects at forward and also lock all our forwards into long deals yeah and, that's why, and then never trade any of them. And that's why Middlestad has to ultimately go because he can't stay. But he's got to go for what? He's got to go for – I don't have if to he doesn't comments. Go, he's got to go for a, in a hockey trade. If he doesn't go, one of the forwards has to go. I mean, it's amazing, by the way. It is also kind of amazing that Benson is here. Yeah. While Kulik, Rosen, Oslin, Savoy, Savoy yeah. four are elsewhere. Yeah, he jumped all of them. Yeah. And, I mean – Whatever, not to get on him at all. Just, it's kind of wild. The whole thing is wild. Anyway, we'll talk to Paul about it. He saw that game last night in Anaheim while many of you were sleeping. Jeremy and Joe, little Sabres chatter there as uh, 
We check the standings. Should, should we check? It's the nice standings? to feel. It's nice to see that there's still any uh, pulse left for me at all. Left in this, we're not. We're not completely dead inside. Yeah. Well, it, it's, it's the longest playoff to try. The, the, Shaq has a playoff win more recently than the Sabers. <laughs> that's not made up, by the way. That, that's real. He's won, Shaq's won a playoff game more recently than this team. They and certainly. They, we're still here. They certainly will be underdogs to make it next year. What would cause them to not be? I mean, they would need right. I don't trust them to. What would what would need them not be? They need to get like a great goaltender and a coach that's like your gallant type that you mentioned earlier. I mean, yeah, and then I, I, even I, and even then, probably not. Eight oh three oh five fifty. Paul Hamilton. When we get back, we'll get our eye on the blue and gold. See what happened and what they can do tonight against the Kings. If the GM's feeling anything, I mean, the trade deadline is about a month away. Right? So, I mean, it's not like you're going to do any sort of building trade. No. I told you I was there. Like the only uh, Friday, March 8th, by the way. Friday, March 8th. Um, No, I mean, Middlestat's the only guy to watch, right? Oh, they could trade Eric Johnson in the way for a fifth or an eighth. Great. Yeah. Hold on. Let me see if there's anybody else I could do like a let's get stupid. Could they trade this player? Trade away? Trade away, yeah. Yeah, you want to help somebody go trade? Want to trade Tage? <laughs> Who else would be sell high type uh, guy? Here's Victor Olofsson still on the roster. Want to trade Paterka? Victor Olofsson still on the roster is unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Every time I see him on the ice, I'm because I haven't noticed him in a week. Usually, every time that happens, it's I can't believe this guy is still playing hockey for them. He wanted to go. Yeah, in the summer. He had 20 goals and 28 goals each of the last two seasons. He has four. Yeah. Like, everybody was on to this. They couldn't sell him high. They couldn't sell him for medium. Mm-hmm. Four goals, $4.75 million for Olofsson. Who else could entice anybody at the trade deadline? Mm, I want to find one that's like, that makes sense. Middle stat is it. 2.5 Samuelson. R- RFA deal. Samuelson and his seven-year contract. I put. I I thought up a, uh, the other day doing some hypothetical trades for my podcast. The just one, uh, Samuelson to Calgary. You could pick whatever player you want from Calgary. Doesn't matter. He's under contract. They're going to take Samuelson in a seven-year deal. Mm, yeah. Sure. I picked Calgary because they can't get anybody to sign for them. Right. Or to them, and he's he's under contract. They got to find guys. That, they got to find guys that want to be there. They're they're kind of in the same boat. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, Paul next on WGR. It's Paul Hamilton. That's what they called me in college. It's the bone. He has the facts to back up his opinions. People will ask me, well, how are the Sabers going? Are they going to win tonight? I don't have a clue. On WGR Sports Radio five fifty. We will get to Mr. Paul Hamilton. Brought to you by. Relax, Honda. Relax, we got this. Sabres play tonight against the Kings after losing to Anaheim last night. One other NHL story to get you. We haven't really, I don't think we've talked about this at all, Joe. This is a bad story, I think, or maybe some might like it, some might not, that uh, is non-Saber related, and that is that I don't think Ovechkin's going to do it. He's having a down year, and he he's has... been injured a little. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. But too, I think he has eight goals. Yeah, yeah. His shooting percentage is way down. He's at five percent. He's never been lower. He's had one season below double digits yeah. in his entire career. He's at five percent. His lowest goal totals yeah. in his career are twenty-four, and that was in forty-five games. And that's it. The next lowest is thirty-two, and that was in forty-eight games. He has eight goals in forty-two games. Yeah, he. It's, um, it's a little bit like Tiger chasing Jack and realizing. I don't think it's going to happen. When it seemed like it was going to be inevitable, it was and looked right. And if maybe Fobetskin didn't miss two seasons due to work stoppages, whatever. But so he is sixty-four goals back right now, and he's on a sixteen-goal pace. So let's say he he ends the season fifty-six goals back of of Gretzky, and then the new pace means four more years. Yeah, or he goes back up a little bit, and yeah. like he'd have to have two. 30 goal seasons. No, you're right. You're right to point out though that like it seemed like it was going to happen and one bad half a season and now it's like, uh-oh, you yeah. might not get maybe, there. Maybe that shooting percentage is crazy low because of whatever or maybe it's because he's old and doesn't have it. I mean, eight right. goals, that's tough. Hey Paul, good morning. How are you? We're okay, Paul. Outside of the two tweets I crafted with the lists of uh Sabres acquisitions via trade and free agency since the Eichel trade. Hey, they can't hide from it. Those are facts. That's right. I mean, uh, there's it's it's black and white. It's nothing that you made up or anything like that. Uh, it it's, doesn't look good uh, when 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 you look at it that way. Yeah. And I, as you know, I'm not real worried about the free agency side of it. It's the trade side of it. Um, mm. In order to build, in my mind, in order to build a good team, you have to make good trades. You have to draft well and and develop your players. Uh, the free agency. It's really not the way to build your team. It's you can you can help your team with maybe a, a guy who kills a penalty or can win a faceoff or you know maybe some of the players that they need they can get in free agency. But as far as high end guys, uh, that that to me is a trade uh, or a development. But the trades, uh, you know, are. are <laughs> Not not real good from no. what you listed there. No, no. Their biggest trade investment would be Jordan Greenway at last year's deadline, right, for a second round pick. And Greenway's not a not a terrible player, but the idea that you know it's been almost two and a half years and it's just very very little of pushing forward. They're just kind of waiting and waiting and waiting. So Paul, last night's game against the Anaheim Ducks, they get in a hole and what woke up very very late, almost made it interesting, but ultimately falls short. Yeah, they played six minutes and and got back to three to two and almost won, or at least, almost at least got it to overtime. And that's how bad the Ducks are. That the Sabers could play six minutes and almost get a point out of the game. Uh, it was when Gudis took a penalty on Skinner, and then all of a sudden the Sabers kicked it in, and Granado did the right thing. I thought he pulled the goaltender to make it a six on four, and there was still five five minutes left in the game. And they score on it, and then they pull the goaltender again. They score again. They were putting pressure on. They they still had just a little under three minutes to get that tying goal, and they were pressing. And it's like you saw pass, bash, bashing. You saw speed. You saw guys going to the net. You saw guys winning battles. And I use Greenway as the example. Greenway goes to the net, tips a puck in for one goal, goes to the net for a post-host goal, screens the goaltender, Wins all sorts of battles on the wall. I mean, he was like a wrecking crew for like six minutes. And he's an excellent penalty killer. He's actually one of the best in the league statistically. Uh, last I looked, he was second best in the league in penalty killing. And But where it, what we saw in the last six minutes, where is all of that? Why don't we see that more? We see spurts. But why? I mean, he basically took the game over. Well, okay. Why don't we see that more? And that's you know that's what I question. And last night, I mean, you even had the announcers mocking them last night. I mean, they went from in the first period making all sorts of excuses, you know, oh they've been injured all year and they've been this and they've been that, and then all of a sudden, you know, after a Thompson has a good shift in the third period, 
you know, Butcher Grass goes, you know, they got they got to they got to give get their uh, give a crap meter up here. Yeah. It's like, okay, that's a nice comment. And then when this when Krebs hits the goalie with 30 seconds left and the everything starts up, AJ says, "Why didn't the Sabres do that when they were struggling to try to light a fire under him? What what does it do now?" So Paul- I'm like, "Well, she gets it. How come she gets it?" But the players don't get it, you know. I, 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 I and and that 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 team that they played had won six out of thirty-one games, six <laughs> of their last thirty-one, and you got you gave them nineteen shots in the second period, nineteen. And it's like their goaltender standing there, basically doing nothing. It was probably the easiest two periods he had played in the last two three years playing for that team. And there's no passion. There was nothing. There was no passion, no hitting, no anything. They completely and utterly weren't there. There was there wasn't a pulse at all. And that's that's what bothered me about the whole. Yeah, yeah. you can have a bad game, and then they then they show up for six minutes, and almost get the thing to overtime. And it's like, well, you know what? Maybe if you showed up for ten minutes, you could you could have gotten overtime and gotten a win. Forget about playing the whole 60 minutes. That team is so bad. Instead of only playing for six minutes, maybe you could have played for 10 minutes and tied the game. And it's just like I, I, that that game last night was completely and utterly inexcusable. I, I, they, don't, they didn't compete. There was no effort. There was nothing in that game until the last six minutes. Paul, with regard to potential change, you know, we've heard – the players say a few things. Dylan Cousins said they're too soft to play against. I think it was Darlene that after fans chanted, some fans chanted, fire Donnie, that they were upset by that and they wanted to play for him. And you've talked about how much they like the head coach, and I wouldn't dispute that. The question becomes, does it get to a point where they have to do something? Do you think there's any chance Kevin Adams would make a move in season for I have no idea who, somebody he knows, he's worked with before. Gerard Gallant's out here saying he wants to coach again. Bruce Boudreaux, Jay Woodcroft. Uh, people link Brindamore in rumors. Do you think there's any chance of an in-season change? And then the second part of that would be, do you think they would have to make a end-of-season change? Well, you didn't say the name that Kevin Adams would hire if, if he would do it. I don't think Kevin Adams has even given any thought to making a coaching change. I don't think that's anything he would do. If a coaching change happened with the Sabres, I think it would come from Terry Pagula. But Don Granato's contract extent, this this organization is in such a hurry to do contract uh, extensions. Mm-hmm. Well, Don Granato's contract extension doesn't start till next year. So is Terry Pagula really going to fire Don Granato before his contract extension even starts? I don't think so. And I know Kevin Adams isn't firing him. And by the way, the coach you missed was Seth Appert. If Kevin Adams does fire Don Granado, I would guarantee you he would he would hire Seth Appert. That would be the next coach of the Sabres. Good or bad, whatever. That's that's what I think he would do. So, um, but I don't think Kevin Adams has it even in his mind to fire a coach right now. And if that happens, it would have to come from Terry Pagula. And then, of course, you know, GM change as well. Uh, equally as unlikely because the, the the structure is that it's the owners and then Kevin Adams. So there's not even a there's not like a, a president of operations in between, not like a Jim Rutherford kind of person that's going to make massive changes like that. So any sort of change like that, you think would be unlikely as well? I'd imagine. I would think so, but you know, in Kevin Adams' case, he had a bad off season last year. And I, I don't think it takes a, a genius to figure that out. Uh, his off season was not good, and I look at him, and even with what you said, I, I would give him at least one more off season to fix it. I would like to hear. I would like, if I'm the owner, I would like to hear his plan of what he, first of all, before I give him that year to fix it. I would like to hear what his plan is, and if his plan is. Well, our young players, they, you know, they have one more year experience, and they're going to they're going to get better, and they're going to grow into it. Yeah, I fire them in, in, within thirty seconds of hearing that. Mm. If his if his plan is, you know what, we've got a lot of assets in this organization, 
and we're going to we're going to need to start using some of these assets to you know how long have i said this this team is not built correctly it's just not uh, you know when you get past the top 6 it's like no man's land and and that those those guys are important too they need a line that other teams come to the rink and say i don't want to play against those guys i really don't and nobody says that about the Buffalo Sabres. It's a joyride. It's 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 laughing time. Oh, it'll be easy. We can stand in front of their net. We can go win battles in the corner. We won't get any bumps or bruises or anything. This will be an easy game. That's that's the way, and it's been that way for years, even before Kevin Adams got here. And you need a group that not only is hard to play against, but can contribute. You know, I need double-figure goals. I thought, well, okay, Robinson, I, don't, I didn't mind that trade, only because he had 12 goals and 12 assists last year, and if I can get that out of him again, and all right, I'm good with that, you know, to have a, a, a big forward who can skate, who's hard to play against, can get me 12 goals. All right, n- now that's fine, and I'd like to see a whole, gr- a whole line like that. And I always hold the Sezikis line as the kind of the standard when it comes to that. Teams do not want to play that line. That line plays the Buffalo Sabres, and they they look like uh, a French connection <laughs> because the Sabres want no part of them at all, and they play like it, and they just dominate the Sabres when, when they play them, that, that particular line. And if you got to trade Roseanne to get the type of player I'm talking about, then do it. Mm-hmm. You know, a, an established guy, and look at, look at what's – you know, the Vancouver Canucks did. And I'll see if I actually can find this well, while Rutherford, I'm Rutherford, you on the phone right? because it's very interesting. I, I actually – okay, this was from an article from Pierre Lebrun that he wrote about the Canucks' success. And this is a quote as he's talking to Jim Rutherford of the Vancouver Canucks. He said, what happened this year is that Rick Tocchi put a system in place that the players have bought into. Each player accepted their role – we obviously had star impact players for a while, but we added that good group of character guys that came from winning programs and fit their roles, maybe in the bottom six or penalty killers, but all the different things that you need to win games. And they went from being worse than the Buffalo Sabres to one of the best teams in the NHL in one year. And that's what they did. And they went out and got guys, you know, that, that you know, when, when – the lesser free agents guys or went out and traded for guys and, and you know, that, that, that you don't have, all right, we've got these guys. We got the guys that can score goals. That's not who we got to go get, but we don't have guys that compete hard and we don't have guys that are hard to play against. And we don't have guys that do their roles really, really well. And, you know, our, our compliments as Sean McDermott likes to say, to, to your good players. Look at the Tampa Bay Lightning had that problem, too, when they got swept by Columbus. They didn't, they didn't go out and trade their, their top players. They added to the, the guys who weren't in the bottom six, and it, all of a sudden they went back-to-back cups. Well, if the Sabres feel they've got the top six that they need and they got the talent, you know, that's the type of move that they have to make. Those are the moves, but... You know, they, haven't, they yeah. haven't done that. They basically, what they do, look at those moves, Jeremy, that you talked about. What did, they, what did they accomplish with those moves? They basically strengthened Rochester. They do right. a great job of strengthening Rochester and say, well, these are depth guys. You know, we're, we're covered if we have injuries. These are our depth guys. And the Amherst make the playoffs and go on a deep run because they basically mm-hmm. strengthen Rochester if you look at those moves. So that that's, I mean, when I read those things about the Canucks, it, it seems pretty simple what you have to do, but you have to be willing to do it. And if you got to trade Roseanne or you got to trade some of these picks that you've made and to, to make your team better, to, to put your team over the top, and it's contagious. If you got a line that plays like I'm talking about, that's contagious. Then Cousins sees that and goes, yeah, we got to play like that. Look at them. we got to come along for the ride here. And maybe Tate Thompson's line gets a little, you know, uh, hop in their step. 
you know, because, oh, look at that. Well, we got to play better, too. And to me, it's a contagious type of thing. But they didn't do anything. I mean, they went and got Eric Johnson because they had to get better on the penalty kill. He's been good on the penalty kill. But five on five, it hasn't worked at all. Clifton was awful until that Boston game in Boston. I think if you take a look at his numbers since then, they're pretty good. I I think Clifton has played pretty well since that Boston game. But it took him all that time. But what else has happened? And it took Eric Johnson to do this, not the coaching staff. Clifton was playing a right-handed shot playing at left defense. It was going horrendously. Eric Johnson said, look, I'll I'll play left. You go back to right. Clifton's been much better. Why does Eric Johnson have to make that move? You know, to 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 help Clifton play better. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those are the types of things. And you know, I, I you know Eric Johnson's been good in the locker room and all that. And even if he did work out, those signings were fine. All right, but what did you do? You strengthened Rochester because you slid some defensemen down to them. You strengthened your number six and seven defensemen. Okay. Well, maybe you needed to do that, but didn't you need to do more than that? Because that's all you did. Those were your moves, and that's all you did. You made your – if Johnson worked, had worked out, you made your six and seven defensemen better. Does that win you a cup? Hmm. Paul will call that eye on the blue and gold. <laughs> Brought to you by Great Lakes Building Systems. We keep an eye on your business so you don't have to. Great Lakes Building Systems, our business is protecting your business. Tonight, 10-30 and a hot team, the Kings, which means if the Sabres do what they've done this year, they lose to Anaheim and they beat the Kings, right? Uh, yeah, the Kings have struggled lately. They were they were really, really good at the beginning of the year. Um, they're one of the, they are the best. I believe they still are the best road team in the NHL. They were for a while. But, uh, yeah, that would be just like the Sabres, to lose to the Ducks and then go out and play a good game. And I'd like to see a little bit of pride. Does anybody have any pride? Uh, and can, can you pick up from where you left off in the last six minutes and play a good game against the Kings? Uh, because that was more than just we had a bad game. That was a team that, that didn't show up. That was a team that didn't compete. That was a team that, that I mean, all, all the, the things that – I, I, they almost looked like they quit in that game. But it's like quit from what? They started off that way. Usually if you say a team quit, it's like, well, they started off pretty well, but then things started going bad and they quit. You know, so it's it's hard to say they quit because they were awful from the start. And uh, so let's see if they can pick up uh, from what they did in the last six minutes and, and play a good game against the Kings. But, um, and, and again, uh, a lot of the out-of-town scoreboard went their way last night. And they're playing a team that had won 6 out of 31. Golden opportunity to pick up ground on, on all but maybe one team in front of you. And you blew it. Thank you, Paul. Enjoy tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Paul Hamilton, uh, his appearance is brought to you by Raylax Honda. Raylax, we got this. Sabres lost last night. They play tonight against the Kings. Extendo Sports, and then we get you off to the Extra Point Show as uh, we roll through this Wednesday here on WGR. Breaking sports news airs first here. Guaranteed. WGR Sports Radio 550. 2020 Sports. Extendo Sports. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Things up here before heading off to the Extra Point Show. I want to not get my hopes up too much on Baltimore, but if if you sign up for the resume stuff, which mm-hmm. is, you know, who have you beaten? Granted, the Chiefs did just beat the Bills, but kind of like half of the Bills' defense. Mm-hmm. The Ravens having nine wins of 14 points or more over teams over 500. Yeah. And the Chiefs having only beaten the Dolphins and the Bills. Mm-hmm. 
like the half Bills, and one of those was the half Dolphins too. Half their defense is missing, right? Like, I'd like to think that Baltimore is going to get this done. The Chiefs have the worst offense of the four remaining teams. They have a good defense. Baltimore has a good offense and a good defense. San Francisco, good offense, good defense. Like, if it were truly the two best teams, the two one seeds should make it. Yeah. But you always have to be like, well, Mahomes. Man, yeah. Listen to what the Ravens did to playoff teams this year. I mean, they just beat the Texans by 24. They, they beat the Texans by 16 earlier in the year. They beat the Browns by 25. Lost to the Steelers. They beat the Lions by 32. They beat the Seahawks by 34. Although Seattle didn't make it, did they? No. They beat the Rams in overtime. They beat the Jack. They beat the Niners. The Niners is the most impressive one, right? They beat the Niners by 14. Of course, they beat the Dolphins by like 50. I can't even do the math off the top of my head. They beat the Dolphins by 35. Yep. Like they smoke teams. What's their record in one-score games, though, Joe? Mm, <laughs> right? It's not great. Things, it's 500, I think. Oh, boy. I guess oh, they don't yeah. know how to win close games. Another one of those. They narr- got to beat the Chiefs. They have to beat them. I can't watch. I can't live in a reality where this version of the Chiefs makes it anyway. Because then, I don't know. Then what? Then I got to watch them in the Super Bowl. Yep. At least I'll have a rooting interest in the Super Bowl, then. In a big way. The Ravens make it in the Niners. I don't even know. Like Boy. I just watch I, I just watch a great football game. Having hopefully. you root for the Niners is gonna be tough, huh? Yeah, I don't want to do that. I want the Lions. And the Ravens? I think I'd root for the Ravens. Over the Lions? Over the Niners. Yeah. I think I'd root for the Niners. Or the the Ravens. Ravens over over Niners, but not Ravens over Lions. No, I'd root for the Lions. Although, someone followed up on your point from the other day that not only have the Pistons won championships and the Red Wings won championships and the Tigers, but they also, uh, what, what percentage of Detroit is uh, Michigan Wolverines fans? Sure. Because they just won the national championship this month. Their WNBA team has three titles. Uh, Detroit's title town. <laughs> like, everybody, they win all the time. Yeah. I'm rooting for Baltimore. I like Dan Campbell. I want me, Dan Campbell to win. Me too. All right, uh, that's it for us. Back tomorrow with another cheery day of the offseason, day four. I had thoughts of counting. Should we just count? Until what? Until we get to the on-season. It was day four of the offseason. We'll be in mid-March, like day 78. <laughs> yeah. We could put the counter back up. We could. Days till the bill season, <laughs> roughly. Yeah. Days until we have a receiver's jersey to buy. Buying a jersey that night. You could buy one now that says train on the back. It's not a bad idea. Yeah. What number would you put? Uh, Ooh, you just, here you go. I got it. You, you put the number 11, and then you get white tape across to make it look like railroad tracks. <laughs> that's pretty good. This, that's is good, good. this is a good idea. That's, that is a good idea. Yeah. Let me call Del Reed. Is there any other? Right n- now. Yeah, because there's no number. Is there any number that's associated with trains for any reason? I don't think so. What was Thomas the Tank Engine's uh, number? One. It was Big Thomas kid when I was a kid. He was quick with that. He must be. He was. I, I'm telling you, I had all the wooden train tracks. I had all the VHS tapes. You know, that it would make awesome. sense that Thomas, if they were going to pick a number for him, it would be one and not like 37. I mean, I don't know. I see a guy pick number one. I think he's such a me guy, you know? <laughs> like, what are you, what are you doing with number one out there? <laughs> Too much about himself, that, that Thomas guy. We do not watch Thomas the Tank Engine yet, and I actually Googled. No, no I looked to see, like, is it good for kids? Is, you know, it's not turn your brain into mush stuff because my son, they love trains. My son especially loves trains, and I'm sure he would love Thomas. I mean, I watched Thomas the Tank Engine growing up, and I, that turned out okay. I don't remember when I would have started watching it. Is he okay? Are we sure about that? I, I think, think I'm okay. Personally. Is he okay? I mean, the new stuff, I don't know. The I mean, old stuff. He, oh, yeah. Like, I, want the, you, I want the 80s does, and 90s is, Thomas is, the Tank is, Engine. Is watching Thomas the Tank Engine something that leads directly to eating salads in movie theaters? I mean, I don't eat salads Again in movie theaters. Again with this. It's, 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 <laughs> Cobb salads in movie There's theaters? There's nowhere you can't eat a salad. I had a salad in my car the other day. That's what I was about to say. You can't last have one week, in your car. Last week. Not driving. No, not driving. Just in and a I was parking parked, lot? All right. and I didn't have time to go anywhere else, and I had it. So why not? Sneaky put, j- put a napkin down, 
I think we should change Sneaky Joe to Salad Joe. Sneak, salad Joe? Sneaky Salad Joe. He'll, he'll eat a salad. Doesn't have, doesn't have the same ring to it. He'll eat a salad anywhere. Yeah. You're like, Sam I am with green eggs and ham. The Bills game on Sunday against the Chiefs. Everyone's yeah. standing. I'm just standing there <laughs> eating my salad, raising the fork, whatever they can you uh, even get? Anything. Can you even get a salad at a Bills game? There's no way they serve a salad anywhere, right? Like in the clubs, maybe. You can get them in the press box, I know. Yeah. I could sneak up there and then move down. All right, we were supposed to be gone a long time ago. Yeah. See ya. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 